Hello, my friends and neighbors from every corner of the world. You're listening to the Paul Leslie Hour, now in our 18th year. Thank you. We're honored to have you tuning in for an especially magical episode featuring an ultra-talent in live and recorded music. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to meet Brian Ray. Paul was asked not long ago who he's interviewed that was just plain the coolest. Well, Paul thought about it for a moment and said, Hmm, coolest, you say? Well, he was reminded of an in-person interview he recorded with Brian Ray at a Ritz-Carlton Hotel back in 2005. And as you'll soon hear, Brian Ray is just a cool, laid-back, easy-going kind of guy. Well, he did grow up in Southern California. Now, about Brian Ray. Brian's a guitarist, a singer, a songwriter, a recording artist, a producer... And he's appeared on some great recordings of artists ranging from Etta James, Paul McCartney, Steve Goodman, Willie DeVille, Stephen Bishop, Smokey Robinson, and Shakira, and etc., etc., etc. He's also toured with Paul McCartney for the last 20 years, playing lead guitar, rhythm guitar, and bass guitar. At the time, Brian was on tour with Paul McCartney and was kind enough to meet up with Paul. Jeff Pike, Paul's good buddy, he recorded the interview as well as some acoustic and vocal performances. At the time of the interview you're about to hear, Brian Ray was releasing his debut solo album, Mondo Magneto. You'll get to hear a couple of songs there, recorded live. You'll probably want to get the record, too, which you can do on Amazon or Apple Music. It's a really phenomenal record, featuring some great songwriting. One song even features the late Etta James. You can also follow Brian Ray on Twitter at Brian Ray Guitar. Follow Paul Leslie, too, while you're on there at thepaulleslie.com. You can also, if you feel up to it, hope you do, you can help us in our mission to keep telling the human story. Just go to www.thepaulleslie.com support. And we thank you in advance to everyone who contributes. We really hope you enjoy this show with the talented and laid-back and cool Brian Ray. Let's get into the show, shall we? Today's guest is no stranger to rock and roll. He's Brian Ray, a premium Mondo musician. He wrote the song One Heartbeat for Smokey Robinson. He was the guitarist and musical director for Etta James for 14 years and most recently tours with Paul McCartney and his ultra-talented band of musicians. Today he's here as our special guest to talk about his new upcoming album, Mondo Magneto. And if we're lucky, we might just hear him sing a few songs and strum on the guitar. With no further ado, aloha, Brian Ray. Hey, what's going on, Paul? How you doing? This is so cool. It's a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. It's a great opportunity. Hey, man, thanks. Pleasure is mine. Your new album is coming out, and it's called Mondo Magneto. Uh, one of the songs on that album has been causing quite a buzz online, and that song's Coming Up Roses. 
And uh, that's a phrase I've been saying a lot lately. So tell us how you got the inspiration for coming up roses. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's just, I thought it was about time for a little political satire. And it just seemed that certain people in power lately weren't seeing what the rest of us were seeing, maybe over in Iraq, maybe here in our own country. And uh, so to me, I started thinking, what's a way of doing a political tune, but maybe not a protest song and maybe not a serious song because there's people that are far better at that, maybe like a Steve Earle or a Springsteen, better better than I at that sort of thing. But I thought what I could do is like a point of view lyric taken from W's point of view, you know? And so I thought, well, to this guy, it seems that everything's okay. He just thinks it's going just fine. And I thought that that was a curious point of view and thought I would just sort of Imagine being in his shoes and right from his angle. So you'll see that the lyrics reflect that. And at the very end of the song, you'll, you'll hear that the song transforms into sort of a kind of a metal kind of a, a vibe at the very end there. And uh, my friends, uh, Abe Laboreal Jr. plays with me with Paul McCartney and uh, the bass player on the track, Paul Bushnell, two great musicians. And I were in the studio, the three of us, and, and I said it would be great to, at the end, have some metal voices pull a quote, maybe a little Bushism, maybe a little Malaprop, something that he said before, and and sing it in that metal voice. So uh, Abe said, well, there's this quote of his from Fahrenheit 9-11, where Bush is at Crawford, Texas, talking to reporters, and the reporters ask, so... President Bush, what do you like to do on your time off? What do you do here at the ranch for rest and relaxation? He says, I like dirt. I like to dig around for bugs. And we just thought that that was so fun that we uh, thought we'd put a little melody to it. And that's what we ended up at the very last bit of the song here. One of the incredible things about this album, and something that has my curiosity peaked, is that Etta James is going to be making an appearance on this album. Now, how cool is that? How did you, I know you were uh, the musical director for her. What gave you the idea that this album was going to be out there enough and eclectic enough to have Etta James on it? That's a good question, you know, because I guess the the album is a guitar-based singer-songwriter's rock album, you know. Um, and it's... a uh, Hopefully a modern record, but it's informed with classic rock, uh, roots of my own. And my roots would be nothing without Etta James. I spent my formative years with her. I learned the ropes with her and I started with her right out of high school. And for me, it would have been just such an honor to have her aboard, you know, and I, I called her son, who is her drummer, who was about knee high to a chicken when I met this guy, you know, it's like, he was just a little baby when I met him. And now he's Edis drummer and sometimes road manager. And I called him up and said, Danto, would you ask your mom if she'd be willing to make a little, you know, guest appearance on my record? Cause I'd just done a record with her and we'd just seen each other. I'd played on her most recent record. And, uh, I didn't hear back from him for a couple of weeks. And I thought, Oh my God. Oh, well, the answer is no, I guess. And he calls me back and he says, Hey, Brian, sorry it took me so long. I, I asked Ed and she said, Brian? She said, I'd do anything for Brian. <laughs> and so I came out to her house with a, you know, with the song and she put a vocal on it. We hung out for about four hours and just laughed and 
had some cool, good home cooking and hung out with Etta James. And there she is. She's on my record. I couldn't be happier. And it, and it's kind of a bluesy ish song, but it's not a blues tune. She says, she said, Brian, she says, this is like the blues, but it ain't the blues. <laughs> yeah. She was so cute. She's so sweet. Mondo blues. Yeah. It's something else. <laughs> One of the things that's got to be convenient is, uh, being able to, uh, be friends with, the Paul McCartney band, and this album's going to have Abe Laboreal Jr., Wix Wickens, and Rusty Anderson. Um, so it doesn't get any better than that, does it? Oh, and there's all this, there's this also a guy named Paul that's in the van. He's pretty good too. Oh yeah, Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. You check him out sometime. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the fun thing about the band is, is that, um, like Abe and I go back a long ways. Abe, the drummer, and I uh, started playing together in 1996 in France, and we both were lucky enough to to win in an audition for this uh, French artist, and then that carried over to another French artist. So Abe and I had worked together for years, and uh, and then Rusty Anderson, the other guitar player, and I were old friends. We were neighbors in Silver Lake, California, in the late 80s, and we used to you know trade guitar gear and you know borrow each other's stuff and play on each other's demos and stuff like that. And I, I remember I used to be on tour with a second guitar player and inevitably be going, man, I just wish the other guitar player was rusty because we were good friends. He's an amazing player, good singer. And I just thought, God, why don't I ever get to play with him? And here we are playing together and it's with Paul McCartney. So it's kind of like unbelievable. Really? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's crazy. There are certain things that can only happen on the road. I love to hear band stories. Some of them aren't so suitable for airplay, but uh, there's always a good tale out there. So let's hear, if you have one, something that can only happen on the road, whether it's funny, crazy, or even touching. I'll give you, I'll give you a quick one here. This could only happen on the road with someone like Paul. We were on the, we were uh, on a flight from, I think it was New Orleans to Houston. Right. Not a long flight and chartered jet and, uh, Paul and the band and about 15 of the closest, uh, people in the press department and security department, a couple different people, road managers on this chartered flight. And we always have a, a nice sort of catered meal aboard. It's, it's really nice. You know, it's very nice. And this was a short flight. We got up in the air and the lights were down. We just had a rocking show and it's, going on midnight i guess we just come straight out of the venue onto the plane we get up in the air and we start putting on some like 70s soul music like some al green and some disco and some stuff like that and people start getting up in the aisles and start dancing and it turns into a party now people are wearing like mardi gras masks on the plane dancing and screaming and hooting now the lights are off and it turns into a disco in the sky but we're about to start landing. And Paul goes up to the captain and goes, no, we're not landing. Keep going. Keep circling. <laughs> we, we circled around for over an hour dancing and partying over Houston until we had run out of, run out of our, uh, holding pattern. <laughs> That's, That's a good story. That's a good one. Yeah. Brian, you belong on the show. <laughs> and speaking of that, I was looking on brianray.com. It's brian-ray.com. And, uh, you do belong in the show because you're something, somewhat of an island lover. And you're also, 
prone to surf. Ah, you must have seen a shot of me surfing. Yeah. yeah. I actually, you know, end up swallowing more water than I do end up surfing, but, you know, I'd give it my best. Uh, oh, it's just, you know, it's such a fun sport, you know. Um, I, I was into it when I was young, when I was 12 or 13, and uh, I just got this bug to go do it again, you know. And uh, on the way back from the tour that we did about two years ago, ending up in Japan, leaving Osaka, I asked, could I just stop off and start a little vacation in Hawaii on the way home? And they said, sure, you know, give you a ticket that drops you off in Honolulu and then you come home whenever you want to after that. Righteous. So Rusty and I went over to Hawaii. He split. He went off to Maui. I stayed at Diamond Head and went surfing. And I hadn't surfed like that in years. And it was so fun. I just rented a big, crazy, heavy board. And it was so fun just paddling around, getting some waves and being with nature and and this, I was just swimming there and, and a, a pod of dolphin goes by and we're just out there swimming in the water and just going like, you know, I just had that feeling like I'm supposed to be here right now. It's exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I sort of had that, that post tour, you know, glow and, and then I'm swimming up to my board and I hear this and I look over my shoulder and there's a giant sea turtle. And he's like six feet away from me and he's coming up for a little gulp of air and he saw me and he went, ah, went back underwater. And you know, it's just times like that. You just go, Oh my God, this planet's so beautiful. You know, it's a nice place to be out in the ocean. That song was busting surfboards by the tornadoes. And this next song is vinyl by Brian Ray and he's going to play it for us unplugged. I drove from Ohio with my LPs in the back of my dad's old car. I don't miss the car and I don't miss home, cause they both were falling apart. I never should have left the records in the trunk, night they were stolen away. They never let me down when my old man wouldn't give me the time of day. Where's my vinyl and my LPs? They're everything to me. I'm lost without my golden years. I'll disappear. There's nothing for me here. I'll disappear without my vinyl. Steal my clothes, you can take my books Don't care how I look and I don't read But they stole my experience And I can't let it be Where's my vinyl and my LPs? They're everything to me I'm lost without my golden years Oh, I'll disappear there's nothing for me here I'll disappear without my final 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 
My blonde, blonde, blonde and my fresh cream My pet sounds, my Albert King My sly stone, my rubber sole My Vegas banquet and my ELO House of the Holy, blood on the tracks My sounds of silence, my back in black Where's my bound, my LPs? They're all that's left for me. I'm lost without my golden years. Oh, I'll disappear. There's nothing for me here. I'll disappear without my vinyl. I'll disappear far away from here. Disappear without my vinyl Far away, that's final Disappear without my vinyl here So, they say variety is the spice of life And uh, I think that applies to not only food, but also music And so I'm curious, what have you been listening to lately? Let me see here. Most recently, in my iPod at the moment, uh, the new record, Huero, by uh, Beck, I've been listening to a lot. I've been listening to Paul McCartney's new record, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard, uh, produced by Nigel Godrich. Cool, cool new album. If you haven't heard it, go pick it up. Uh, I've been listening to the new Oasis record, uh, which I think is really cool. And I've never, I don't think I've, ever bought an Oasis record until this one, but I, I really am enjoying that. What else? Um, oh, I like a lot of different stuff. I like listening to late 50s, early 60s jazz. There's a there's a, a female singer from France named Madeleine Peru that's really cool. She's got a new album out. And she sounds like Billie Holiday, but she's singing like songs of Leonard Cohen and... Uh, you know, people like that. Very interesting. Dylan. She's singing songs of sort of 60s, 70s folk writers. Very interesting record. Yeah. Stuff like that. Speaking of folk music, I just uh, got my hands on a hot little album from your sister, and that's the Jim and Jean album, and uh, it's uh, your sister, Jean Ray, and it's really incredible. And I understand that uh, she uh, has something to do with, uh, she added to your love of music. Oh, yeah, she sure did. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for that. I mean, what a great record that is. I just rediscovered it, too, because it's now on a compilation, uh, uh, two LPs on one CD, you know, from their 65 and 66 releases, Changes and People World. Yeah, great record. Well, it's, it's on Collector's Choice, I think, is the label. Um, well, Jean is a half-sister of mine, uh, 15 years older than I am. And so when I was a kid about three years old, she was in high school, right? She was a senior in high school and she would babysit me. And while she would babysit me, she'd take me over to her girlfriend's house and they would play these 45s, you know, little tiny vinyl records that, you know, long time ago. Anyway, she would play me these records. She played me like, um, she had Love Me Tender by Elvis. She had Hound Dog by Elvis. She had... Garden Party by Rick Nelson, Kathy's Clown by the Everly Brothers, To Know Him Is to Love Him by the Teddy Bears, 
and, uh, and a couple of other records. And she would, you know, like, look at these pictures of Elvis with her girlfriends. And I, being three years old, would just see these, you know, cute chicks reacting to a photo and go like, I want to do that. You know, <laughs> I, I want to do that too. You know what? And it was just like, I knew what I wanted to do right from that age. I swear from three years old. And then I was lucky enough to play with her at the age of 15 and 16 doing clubs like the Ash Grove and the Troubadour in LA and opening for people like, you know, uh, just different folk artists all around LA, you know? Um, so yeah, she gave me sort of got my appetite going for music, lit that fire sort of. Speaking kind of about, you were talking about a venue there. Um, you get to play some of the biggest venues out there. Yeah. And you, with your own band, you get to play some more intimate atmospheres. Mm. And I was reading on your site, you even, you know, you, you play for love. You know, like you mentioned, you were playing with the 12 year old boy at the pool on your website. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask, which do you like more? Or I imagine you might like for different reasons, the intimate or the big stadium. Now, what was this part about a kid at the pool? I don't remember. You, you that. mentioned that there was a question on your website that said, uh, do you ever play just for fun? And you said that there was this 12 year old boy with a guitar and you just played with him. Gosh, I don't remember that question, but I'll, I, I guess I said it. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's such a different experience. I mean, I can go from playing outside the Coliseum with Paul McCartney for a half a million people, you know, and feel so relaxed and so at home and so comfortable and then go and play for, you know, 71 people at the Mint, a little blues club in L.A. with my own band and get nervous, you know. So, but they're they're both equally valid and and both really important you know they're just it, it it keeps you alive to go and play little clubs and move your own gear and sweat on a little stage with a you know a little old-fashioned light right at your you know face you know it, it, there's something that's so cool about that you know it keeps you sort of in touch with your roots you know because i came up through the clubs with gene with nicolette larson with rita coolidge with etta james with all those people you know so it's really important to keep in touch with that i've just enjoy it a lot and you know i don't get paid a lot of money when i go play with my own band yet anyway uh but it's just for the love of it i just love music you know i have a paul mccartney question what is something about paul that surprised you and might surprise us the listeners i don't know if this is surprising but I mean, first of all, the guy has more talent than any seven people, you know, that I've ever met. Okay. And it's not surprising, but it was kind of enchanting. You know, you'll be standing on stage, let's say between songs and there's 20,000 people or, you know, 500,000 people out there watching. And he's between songs. He's walking from the guitar, from the main mic, way back to the piano, which on the last tour was up behind me. It's a long walk, and I'd be standing between those two places, and he'd be walking by, and he'd just be whistling some tune. Not a tune that he was singing, not a tune that he just finished, not the tune he was going to go sing, some other tune. And you will always see him humming or whistling a song or snapping his fingers to a tempo. And, and he's just always got melody going on in his body, in his spirit. It's just amazing. Amazing to watch that. So that, that's surprising about it. 
I wanted to ask about uh, one of your songs called I Feel Good. Yeah. That you're going to play in a second. Uh, tell us about that song. Well, the chorus says, I feel good, but the song's actually called Good for Nothing. Oh, okay. And that's on the record. It kicks off my new record. And, uh, yeah, that's a fun one. Um, well, it's one of those breakup songs, you know, where the character in this song, another sort of point of view lyric, not necessarily me, I might add. The character in this song is leaving his now ex's house and, uh, I guess he's pretty much resigned to the fact that it's no longer happening and, you know, is, you know, he's actually feeling kind of good, feeling kind of free. He feels good. He feels very good. I feel good, 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 good for nothing. <laughs> it's just a fun little song. It's a little breakup song about alienation and, uh, you know, and breakup and loss. I think being good for nothing can pay off sometimes. And for the pleasure of all you listeners, Brian Ray is going to play Good for Nothing, Unplugged. So many light years away from her home That's the way that it goes I'm all alone Here in outer space well, There's no better place I feel good I feel good I feel good Good, good Good for nothing I broke her heart and I made her cry She has me believing that I'm a bad guy I wish it happened to me Just like the movies I feel good I feel good I feel good Good, good Good for nothing Just like a satellite I'm sailing Sending out an SOS And praying does anyone hear the words I'm saying? All right. I feel good. I feel good. Yeah, I feel good. Good, good, good for nothing. I feel fine. All of the time I feel fine all the time But I'll get over it Good for nothing 
good for nothing Good for nothing Good for nothing Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, Brian Ray, I feel good. There's uh, one more song I wanted to talk about, and it's a really fun one called I Liked You Better. Yeah. Tell us about that one. <laughs> well, I liked you better. I think we've probably all maybe met somebody who um, who maybe you had a relationship with and maybe you went home with. Maybe you had one of those nights and night of passion. And uh, maybe you wake up the next day and they're just not quite the person that you thought you went home with. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> Let me out of here. Oh, it's my house. Okay. I guess we'll go to breakfast then. No, your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Light my smoke and bat your eyes I barely recognize your face Something has changed It's not your lips or your hair It's not the style of clothes you wear It's all there You're telling me that nothing's changed There's only one way to explain I liked you better when I was drinking I liked you better when I was drunk Turn up my town like a New York punk I liked you better when I was drunk To roll around all night long with nothing on our minds and so much to say. I'm like a pair of old Levi's at a black tie dance with a socialite and bloodshot eyes. I've seen you high, I've seen you low. Well, I'll tell you what I know. I liked you better when I was drinking I liked you better when I was drunk Turn up the town like a New York punk I liked you better when I was drunk I liked you better, what was I thinking? Cause we were having too much fun Speaking out loud and talking in tongues I liked you better when I was drinking I liked you better when I was drunk Tearing off the town like a New York punk I liked you better so much better I liked you better When I was drunk
Well, Brian, it's been wonderful. I appreciate this so much. Thank you. But I have one more question. You got it, Paul. If you could say one thing to the world, because through the powers of the Internet, this is going out all over the world, what would you say? Turn off the TV and follow your gut and stay active and say what you feel. Call your senators and your congressmen and be involved. Thank you. One love, Brian. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.